It's time for the SVU After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We are talking season 20, episode 19, Dearly Beloved, and season 20, episode 20, The Good Girls. We've got a special guest joining us. Stick around! You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hello and welcome to the SVU After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. If you haven't already, go to YouTube.com, look for us on the AfterBuzz TV drama channel. That's where we live. We're a drama because they didn't want to make a procedural channel just for us, which would have been awesome. Also, we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, I'm sure there's somewhere else. Yay! Subscribe, like, review, five stars, those are things. I'm Yael Tegel. I'm so excited. Taylor Gates is also here. Yeah, I am, as always. Um, but more importantly, Amanda <laughs> Couplet is joining us. Yay! Like, truly VIP. Truly. Like, Thank dominated. you so much for bringing me on. Thanks for, for being, being here! here. Yeah. Um, we're going to jump in before we talk about Dearly Beloved and the Good Girl. The Good Girl. Yep. There's another show on NBC called Good, good Girls, Girls, which yeah, is great. I know. Different. It's killing me. Um, uh, before we jump in, I want to remind everybody, if you find yourself in a situation and you need help, please, please call Rain. Um, their hotline is 1-800-656-4673. I've said it so many times I should have memorized it and I haven't. 1-800-656-4673. Yep. Those are the words. Uh, also, on this show, topics can get dark. This um, These episodes deal with rape and... Uh, uh, children so um sometimes those are serious issues and sometimes i can't handle it and make inappropriate jokes so consider this your content warning let's jump into dearly beloved which was directed by lucy lou oh i forgot about that yeah yeah very cool i didn't realize but like lucy lou from like you know I know Charlie's Lucy Angels. Lou. Lucy Lou, everybody. Don't insult me. No, not you. I'm telling the audience. Girl, okay. I know you know who Lucy Lou is. <laughs> you know, if she was in a Cameron Diaz movie, like, we know who Lucy Lou is. <laughs> She's also done a lot of other great stuff, but she directed this episode. Um, what did we think of this episode? Let's start with Amanda. Can I start right <laughs> off the bat? Yes. Yes. So before the episode even aired, I... I had a grievance against it because they were bringing back Sherry Appleby, who mm-hmm. had guest starred in season 15 in one of my favorite episodes as one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. She was Amelia. She had been assaulted. She was like in the military. And yes. it was just a great episode. And she did so great. She's one of the most compelling guest stars they've had. And so when I saw a picture of her on Twitter, I was like, oh my God, like they're bringing her back. And I think uh, one of the writers replied to me. They're like, oh no, this is, she's playing somebody different. So right off the bat, I was like, Nope, I don't like this episode. Big mistake, yeah. Especially because that was not that many seasons ago. Like, mm-hmm. you can have repeat offenders, like, that's great. But the fact that she was, like, primary characters in both episodes, and it was, like, four seasons apart or something, yeah. seems a little bit weird to me. Yeah, it's rare that we would have the same victim. Like, she's she's been a victim twice. Yeah, yeah, and they were just so close together. Like, this wasn't back in, like, season seven or something. This was right. recent-ish. It was season 15 yeah. and 20, so, like, four or five years apart. Right. That seems a little weird. Like, I'm uh, like I'm not complaining. I love Sherry Appleby. She can literally be in whatever I watch whenever I watch it. <laughs> I'm pretty it sure I texted odd. you when the promo came out. And I probably, like, cried. Yeah. I love her. Um, so not only is Sherry Appleby in this episode, really that's all they promoted, but um, <laughs> TJ Tyne, who people may know from NCS LA. Nope? Okay. Um, he's the guy. He's Dr. Hensley. All right. So <clears throat> let's jump into the episode. Well, Taylor, did you have any thoughts on the episode? <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get there. Great, me too. A hundred percent. Okay, we open. There's a wedding. 
Um, she stands up and is like, he raped me! It's like a dark Taylor Swift song. The drama of it all. Really? <laughs> so dramatic. Um, Alright, let's hear what her story is. She made an appointment with reception. He's a therapist. Um, over the phone for December 11 at 6.15-ish. Yes. I have a lot of issues with that whole statement. Her being like, what time was the appointment? Why well, I arrived at 6.15-ish. That's not an answer. <laughs> Do you know where my appointments live? In my calendar. I can look at it and go, this is the time of the appointment. What time did I arrive? I can't tell you that. Probably 6.15-ish. What time was the appointment was the question. <laughs> Sorry. All right. It was her first visit. Go She'd off. never been to therapy before. It's like the it started there. <sighs> She's like, I was crying. Her mom died. Um, not that, that I'm making light of that. Um, she was crying, gave me a hug, stroked my hair. Uh, he pushed me back, pulled up my skirt, took on my underwear. And then she went and used Instagram to stalk him and show up at his wedding. That's our story at the beginning. I, I think it's sort of interesting. I was, like, not hating that. Okay. Because, like, like we talked about last episode, not last week, because we've been doing a lot of episodes lately. Yeah. Which is awesome. But it has evolved with the times, this show. And so mm -hmm. the fact that we're bringing an Instagram into it and kind of adding this cyber stalkery, maybe not stalkery right. element is kind of interesting, I think. I agree. I think Olivia pointing out, like, it's not, it's not unusual to be curious. Um, I think that's great. Let's keep going. I appreciate the fact that they're finally using real names instead of, like, yes. Face Union. Rest in peace, Face Union. Like, Instagram, they could get through somehow. And Whole Foods. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But Whole Foods was just, like, having promo all over the place in these. This episode was sponsored by, by Whole Foods. Like, not sure that's the connotation you want, but, like, let's do it. Let's keep making episodes with Whole Foods. You know what we can get at Whole Foods? Rabbits. Rabbits. <laughs> All right. Um, so the doctor, that's what my note says, doctor claims that Kitty wasn't a patient. So then Carisi and Rollins go to check. There's no appointment written. Um, it's in pencil, It's in pencil. Okay. okay. Do you guys have a computer database yeah i don't i don't know listen i will say i'm a receptionist at a doctor's office and we still use like book and pencil and it's the worst thing ever but this like really bothered me for some yeah. reason and there's no reason for it to bother me so much but carisi made a note about. yeah carisi made a note like oh there's nothing there but it could have been erased what kind of magical eraser is he using that you can't even see like there was nothing there. Yes, so I thought that too insane also uh they ask the receptionist um to show it, and she goes, isn't that a HIPAA violation? I go, no, we just want to see the appointments. And I go, yes. The answer is yes, isn't I'm pretty sure. She was asking violation. them. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to do that. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, also, the fact that then Rollins goes, did you clock the other appointment? We can ask that person. <laughs> not only, That's not only the name, but the phone, phone number. number. Who, does he have a photographic memory? Like, how are you... <laughs> Like, how long like, were you staring at that? It's 1-800-656-something-something. Hold on. Shh, I got it. <laughs> it's the rain hotline. Why? <laughs> um, all right. So they go to my favorite character of the whole episode, Miss Hannah Berkowitz. There we go. <laughs> just going to throw that out there. That's her name. Um, she's gay. I just need it. She's noted. amazing. Also, the actress. Um, oh, I had it up because I was <laughs> insta-stalking her. Adorable and gay. Uh, so the haircut. She's yeah, so yeah. cute. But awesome. I loved her. Mm -hmm. She's so cute. Anyway, sorry, I got real distracted. 
my notes may disappear for like a good chunk of the episode at this point. Um, so she talks about how Dr. Hensley was great um, and that he helped her. And then she's like, oh, are you asking about Kitty? Because this crazy lady started bothering me on Instagram. I want to talk shit about Hensley. Pardon my language. Talk trash. Yeah, I know. I, my note says shit. <laughs> Great. I already said it twice. We're already flagged. Moving on. Um, then we find out that there's a restraining order against Kitty by some guy named Bo because he met her and then she was like, let's do it. And he's like, I have a girlfriend. Then she stalked the girlfriend. So at this point, we're establishing that this girl has boundary issues. Yes. Um, I also would feel it's really important that we have an episode about a therapist and a girl who has, I don't know what, mental health issues. And he's like, she's crazy. No, that your job is to help people. That's a great point. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but that's a great point. Thank you. I was real annoyed by it. Because um, make him a podiatrist. You know what I mean? Like, don't make him deal with people with mental illness and then... Be like, she's nuts. This girl's crazy. Right. The language used was just like, oh, that's yeah. that's. I again didn't think about that, but you you right. Oh, there was a lot of language issues. Language huge use issues in this. Oof. Man, I'm tired. All right. So, <laughs> Benzie calls Kitty in, and she's like, "Girl, explain yourself." Um, and she's like, "Are you saying I made this up?" And Wait. We're going to go back yeah, a little yep, bit absolutely. because I did think it was a Wait, little funny. is it about Hannah Berkowitz? Because she's cute. No, oh. <laughs> but it is, it was a line that I found yes. pretty, a little bit funny, just like in a, you know, dark way. But he, they were like, he has a restraining order against you. She's like, okay, first of all, his girlfriend has a restraining order against me. I was like, way to be specific. Like, you're not wrong. <laughs> she's right. He doesn't. <laughs> First of all, it's his girlfriend, and I said I was sorry. I, was like, yeah. I love that she was like, I apologize. She's just owning it. I I like it. Um, so Benson says, I'm trying to understand what happened. She says, are there any details from the night you can remember? Physical characteristics, the way he smelled. She says she remembers lying on a red leather couch. Great, thank you for putting that into my notes, red leather couch. Um and he's like, I do have a leather couch, but it's burgundy. I had that written down, too. So absurd that he felt the need to argue that. Taylor? And then we get the best line of the episode where Carisi's like, we're not sure when William's here. Like, <laughs> obsessed. Um, I, uh, one of my part-time jobs is styling on Stitch Fix. And I bring this up because I have to know the difference between red and burgundy. But up until that point, I would have gone red. Darker red. Lighter red. Pinkish red. Like, this isn't the Cerulean Devil Wears Prada right. speech. Yeah. It's red. It's red. The couch is red. The couch is red. My and lipstick and is he red. he was a cop. He was a cop. <laughs> All right. You are not following our cop it's rabbit thing. Don't worry about it. I'm just back and forth. It's okay. It's you're good. good. You're good. All right. The couch was on the website. That's how she knew about it. Um, so, Carisi and Rollins visit Hensley and fiance, who up until this point I did not catch was named Lana. Um... So they're like, is there anything on your phone or social that seems out of the ordinary? And then they bring up everything. I love the, the detective's reactions. They're like, oh, there's more. Oh, oh, there's still more. Oh, and yet there's still more. It's kind of nuts. So uh, someone was sexting, and it looked like someone pulled pictures uh, from porno sites. How old are you? Who says porno sites anymore? <laughs> These people. Ugh. Um 
They also, apparently, he now has an online profile that was sent to Lana for his online dating. And she was like, some of the facts were wrong and the pictures are all available on the internet. And I was like, I don't know that I... Like, first of all, it would have been much more interesting if he did have a dating profile. Yeah. Um, But also, I don't know that she would have dug that deep. Right? Like... I don't, I, mm, I feel like she might have. Also, there was a burglary. Nothing was stolen, but tomato juice was all over the wedding invitations. None of this seemed like a red flag. <laughs> no, it's fine. All of it. <laughs> Sorry, it's did fine. you mean burgundy flag? Oh, snap. That was great. <laughs> that was Thank really good. Thank you so good. much. <laughs> all right. Um, so Kitty sent Lana the profile. Um, and then we find out that Kitty's pregnant. <sighs> Guys. Get ready. Let's buckle, do it. Let's do it. So she doesn't want to keep it. Understandable. She's suffering from mental health issues. She might not need a child right now. Perhaps. Um, I could never love a baby who is conceived by a monster. But but also, do you think I should keep it? What should I do? What what kind of conversation are you having, Kitty? I'm I'm getting rid of this child, but also I need help. What yeah. do you think? What is this? It was just like an obvious gateway to like open another box of Olivia's personal life. Um. So Olivia says it's hard for me to be objective, but in time you'll realize that this baby is half yours, and no matter what happened to you, he or she, um, it's not their fault. I'm gonna point out first. This is we get a lot of he or she. Yes, that's so true. I noticed that too. And it, I'm not, not trying to start an argument with anybody, but like that seems unnecessary. Exactly, because I don't think that's a natural way to talk. Even absolutely right. not. I would never say that. No, this <laughs> they uh, they. No matter what happened to you, this baby, the child, the child, like any other thing, fetus. It's not their fault. It, I'm just pointing out fetus. Yeah. If we're still able to discuss options, fetus. Right. Um, so then she says, I'm getting rid of this. And then my note says, Benson goes into the stairwell to pant. Yeah. That is exactly. <laughs> that's what happened. That's what caused. That's what causes her to pant. So we discuss later that apparently her mother, she heard her over the phone once say, how can I love someone that was conceived by a monster? We've been new. We yeah. knew this. And, like, I get that that specific word might have triggered this reaction, but she's worked in SVU for 20 years. How Thank many times you. has she seen victims that get pregnant with a rapist baby and, like, had to face this exact situation? She's never panted in the stairwell before. <laughs> this is new. Yeah, I, I have a big what? What? What is this? What's happening here? Yeah, it seemed it seemed like they just really wanted to push this little moment. It was unnecessary. So then we get to the paternity test. It's a match. We get my favorite line of the episode comes from Lana, and it's shut, shut up. up. Just for shut once up in your life. Once in your life, just shut up. <laughs> I wrote it too. You missed the just shut up I'm in the middle. Sorry, I just paraphrased it. <laughs> I wrote it word for word. It was beautiful. It's my mistake. So then he's like, "Oh yeah, we had sex three times." Honestly, though, like, he was very much like, it wasn't me. Like, it was, he test me. Like, he was so adamant about it. I was like, maybe it's, like, someone else somehow? Or, like, I like maybe she's having, like, I don't know. I was, I, did, I always believed that she was, like, a victim. But I didn't know if he was the perpetrator, to be yeah. honest. So, I thought that, like, they wrote that pretty well. And the acting was good in, in that respect. All right. So, we're going to speed up because I want to get to m- my thoughts on that. Um, so... 
They met. She wasn't a patient. He claims it was at a bar. He's like, I have a key to her apartment. We then go. There's security cameras. We get footage. Um, Kitty is now saying that it was consensual after the rape and that she gave him the key, but then changed the locks. Um, and we later get this moment where Rollins is like, "Some we've seen victims go back to their rapes. And I appreciate that confirmation um, because up until this point, it was it was weird. Um, so the thing is, the whole like twist is that Lana, it seems, was also raped by him and then convinced to marry him. Yes. Um, so we she comes into SVU um, and says, uh, when she hears, oh, I'm like really jumping around here, sorry. So he was her rape uh, therapist um, and then he convinced her to break it off with her boyfriend. He taught me about music and art and novels and museums. Um, he makes all the decisions, blah, blah, blah. So we get to this whole thing where she's like, yeah, kill him. <laughs> I love that part. I did too. And yeah, because we jump, I don't know if we're jumping yes. ahead a little bit there, but like Kitty like has that bottle up to his throat and then we just see Lana snap and I was like, yes. Yeah, I so love that moment. <laughs> it was wonderful. And if that's the story we're getting to, awesome. I didn't need all of this thing about Kitty being stalkery. I don't know that we needed this. It really felt like this. Felt like a writer really just wanted to be like, bitches be crazy. Because that's what this felt like for no reason. I would have appreciated it if, you know, she is saying the stuff that she was raped and then he is doing all these things to like gaslight her and convince us that he didn't mm. do it. That would have been so much more interesting than she's crazy and, and really derailing her own case. Because once she tells the truth, she's like, my bad, I should have told you from the beginning. It was just very easy once it happened. For Yeah, it was a little bit of like an uneven build-up. But yeah. I, I, I did like the climax of the story, though, with the whole... With Lana. Moment. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. I agree. And I think that that would have been cooler... To focus on that aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, because yeah. I spent the whole episode being like, what is the what is the point? What is the point of giving us a victim that you're like, oh, but she's nuts. Also, it all happened. She didn't lie. To be fair, though, it does make sort of like a good commentary, because I feel like this does happen a lot in real life. But like, oh, well, she did this and this. So, like, obviously, like... You know, she must have been whatever. Like, so it yeah, is like no sending is a perfect victim. Exactly. Yeah. Which I mean, people who have watched the show all the time, I think, know that already. But they made it very obvious that that was sort of a message in this, which is an important message. I think they took it too far. That's fair. I think it was too far with with her because her story up until you confronted her lie, she didn't change anything. Mm. So if she was like, "No, I went for the first time and it happened." And then nothing happened since then. And then she was like, oh, but then, yeah, I saw him again. Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you this other thing happened. It just wasn't consistent with all, like, all the way through. It didn't make, it just felt unnecessary. I get that. I was really worried as it was going on before the twist that they were painting another victim Mm -hmm. as a liar, Mm -hmm. which they've done, you know, a couple times in the past couple seasons. And I was like, oh, no, this is another one. So they, I mean, for three-fourths of the episode, you go on thinking that, and it's not great. Right. Mm -hmm. I was waiting for, I was like, if she wasn't raped, then what's the point? What's the twist? Right. Um, So, yeah. Anyway, she's going to keep the baby. Uh, Because even though your baby was conceived with the violence, 
your son or daughter is innocent. All right. Um, this episode reminded me of multiple other episodes. Tell us. Um, it reminded me of Grey, season 12, episode 9. Um, smut a lot, season t- uh, 10, episode 10, mm. which is the episode where he ha- he drugs the women. Kelly <clears throat> Hugh is the um, guest star. And he's a guest star. I can't remember who he is. Michael something. Uh, Truco? That sounds right. Um, he would drug the women uh, and they he would rape them. But they would do whatever he told them to do. Yes. And then they got the fiance with the ring and the whole thing. Oh, so good. It's a good episode. Great episode. Um, so it really reminded me of that. It also reminded me of Vanity's Bonfire, which is the episode with Donna Nobile and Scott Bakula. And uh, Donna Nobile is the character. It's the one where um, she is, uh, she's like, date, she wants, she's a, yoga instructor and photographer and she took his photo and then she yeah the one with uh what's her face and she's too strong or too weak to lift the crystal to kill her and the daughter did it i'm i'm with you i yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. don't remember the specifics but i'm with you so good all right let's switch gears to the good girl yes i like how they just are promoing their other nbc show with this title (laughs) um i i like it crossover yeah it started real who called called what was happening with those two from the beginning i called it taylor i'm not that smart guys you didn't catch that they were clearly a couple no literally before the opening credits i was like yeah okay i didn't um, <laughs> i'm so sorry. sorry okay so we've got a 13 year old girl she's having a fight with her stepdad i'm sorry quote unquote 13 <laughs> she's not 13 go on she's like 20 she's a senior citizen <laughs> It's uh, Drew Barrymore back in high school. <laughs> Can I just say though, like, not to skip ahead too much, but I figured that would be the twist. Like, oh, this girl's actually eighteen. Like, I really thought that because she looks so much older than thirteen. It's funny that you bring that up because one of the li- episodes this remind me of is Clock, season eight, episode two, with the girl with Turner syndrome. Yeah, yeah. I was like, she has to be nope. eighteen. Like, it's just it's very obvious they're lying about her age, but like. No, you got to put her in an oversized uh, school uniform so you can't tell (laughs) that she's a woman. Yeah. Smart. (laughs) Anyway, um, so our guest star in this one is Derek Cecil. You said is how he spelled says his last name. Yeah. From House of Cards. Legend. Also, repeat offender. Yes. From season two, episode eight, Taken, which is one of my favorites about the family of con artists in the hotel. He plays Russell Ramsey, who is the sex offender that they um, pin it all on, and then. They end up going to jail for his murder. It's great. <laughs> so good. Great episode. Okay. Um, so Mackenzie's the kid. Garrett's the stepdad slash husband. Um, so I like when what? the cops are, I like when the cops arrive and they go, Did he hit you? And she goes, I don't know. Can I have my phone back? She's a savage. I'm sorry. Any cop should go, so he didn't hit you, is what you're saying. <laughs> right? That's what you're saying. She's a savage, what dude. A Thirteen year old response to have. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's so lovable. I can't. <laughs> I can totally see why I'd marry that. Yo loves kids. <laughs> I can tell. I got that impression. <laughs> All right, so they go to the hospital. Turns out she's prego, thirteen and pregnant. What a stupid, dumb joke. That's guys. the reboot. Dumb joke. <laughs> like we've had so many thirteen and pregnant already. Like why are we like? Oh my god, this could never happen. Like it's happened a lot. Yeah, babes, um, charisma. <laughs> The best episodes? All great. Mm -hmm. You're so great, you guys. All right. So, um, Garrett claims that he doesn't know who the father is. He he didn't even know she was prego. Um, And then, 
I know you have to ask, but come on, man. <laughs> I'm a father to her. <laughs> At this point, I went, ah! <laughs> okay, sure. Um, so she claimed she had sex in, with some guy in a car. Where did they meet? Whole Foods. There you go. Um, she's covering for somebody. We go to the middle school for some reason. Um, we get this whole, I don't need any of this about who she, like what kind of girl she is at school. It didn't affect anything. Nothing at all. Also, but like, we did get a key piece of information, not actually, but she wasn't allowed to wear perfume to school. We got that line. He's like, yeah, she smelled like like blueberries. blueberries. Girls aren't allowed to wear that. I'm like, blueberry perfume from Claire's? Like, that's (laughs) not allowed at this Catholic school? Like, it's hygiene product. Like, it's just... It's just blueberries, man. Like I think she just took blueberries and like rubbed them all over. So <laughs> that's not allowed. She in got them at Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um. Anyway, also she was a tease. We get it. I want to say <laughs> how much this. I love the Finsta caption too. Send nudes. They said it'll be fun. They said LOLs. <laughs> Lols is how we said it. And I just I'm so tired of TV shows like writing these like text lingos from like the early 2000s. Lols. Nobody says that. People say lol. I say lol. Not with the Z though. Show. No, not with the Z. What is it? 1980. Come on. Exactly. See, drop <laughs> the Z and you'll be fine. <laughs> There's no chat room. Okay, we moved on from the chat rooms of season one. <laughs> I miss the chat. I do too. Um, a throwback app. I uh, I think it's a great caption though. I really did like the <laughs> caption. News, they said it'll, it'll be, be fun. fun they said that's, lols. I would write a caption like that. I'll post that on my Finsta tonight. Anyway, <laughs> there's rumor about the drama teacher. Um, so they're gonna do a DNA test. Garrett is not gonna let it because that's what Mac wants. Sorry, can I do a quote? Yeah. Dreyfus teaches drama, but the real drama is what goes on backstage. To me, that sounds like he's mean. That doesn't sound like he's assaulting anyone. That sounds like he's a diva. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, like I don't know if you're a theater kid or not, but that's Yes, what, I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Duh. But, like, is the drama what has to do with Dreyfus? Is the drama with the other kids? It smells like blueberries? Like, where's the drama? <laughs> um, anyway, so we have this weird... Ugh, all right, let's have this conversation. So Rollins doesn't think we should do the DNA test because maybe it's just a middle middle school boy and why ruin their lives too? And then Livia says, I didn't realize a baby ruined anyone's life. Really? Let me tell you something. If I had a child right now, my life would be ruined. Not only that, but we have, like, Amanda's side of the conversation was also dumb. She was like, isn't it kind of noble to leave the father out? It's like, no, like, he did this, too. Like, if she's gonna have the baby, he better be involved, too. Right, I like that her thought is, Mac is trying to, like, protect this kid. This girl? This girl you think is protecting somebody? Nah. Nah. It's just, like, this conversation is just, like, all kinds of messy. Yeah. So then we have, I don't know if you remember, previous episode, Benson suggested that she may have had an abortion, and then... And then goes, oh no, I allowed you to believe that. That's It was something much more complicated, and I don't want to get into it. Like what? Yeah, what? They never followed up on that. To my, I haven't seen the last two episodes of this season, but I, I don't think they ever like explain what exactly that means. I'm going to tell you. They didn't come up with an answer. They wanted to throw in some abortion talk. Um, this is, I'm going to clarify, this is all my perception and I have no 
and anything to back this up, and I'm not a writer on the show, nor do I know how the writing process works on the show. But my thought is they decided we're going to throw in this abortion talk. We're going to let you take it as she had an abortion. That's not what she was talking about, and we're never going to explain it. Why after 20 seasons... Would we be getting all of this stuff? Like, we know Olivia Benson very well. Like, we know exactly who she is. Like, why are we trying to, like, confuse people on, like, who her character is and, like, what she's been through? It reminds me of in part 33 where I said you're making it, you're now, even though she's been very explicit that she was not raped, you're now saying that perhaps it did happen. We we know what happened. Stop trying to change it. Yeah. It's kind of, again... Like uh, Cassidy, where they we saw season one why he left. We were there, but you introduced this concept of oh he was abused as a child. At least they paid that off. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so this whole thing and Benson being real pro life, air quotes on like, that. I, this season has been very odd. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with saying like oh like if a child is born like obviously love them like don't blame them like that's fine that's absolutely true obviously but like i feel like we don't have that conversation in the same breath where we like are saying these other things because that makes it seem like she doesn't care about a woman's right to choose for two episodes in a row i feel like they pushed it which was so strange to me yeah like Mm -hmm. yeah i agree um i think in this one also at no point is this like um they're not discussing abortion. Like, Mackenzie and her father are not discussing abortion. So the idea that Rollins is like, I don't think we need to know who the father is. And then her being like, well, I assume you didn't tell the father when you made the decision for this abortion. That's We're not talking about that. Yeah, it, fe- it just feels like not natural way to introduce a lot of this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like it needed, they, somebody wanted to talk about it. Like, bitches be crazy. <laughs> somebody wanted to talk about it, and this is what they got. Um, so, Mackenzie shows up at SVU, tells us that um, she told the father it was the teacher. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. Can we talk about the best part of this episode, which is the, like, horrible cab driver? He was so mean. <laughs> he was like, yeah, maybe you'll learn a lesson to bring money next time. A tip would be nice. I was like, okay, go off. I mean, to be fair, this child had a phone and would have Ubered had it not been taken away. That's valid, but I just thought it was like, wow, he's like very aggressive. We don't know if kids today know how to use cabs. Yeah, true. That's true. Like, she's going to an SVU precinct. Do you think that her life is great, though? Like, can you just, like, calm down a little? That's fair. I definitely get the cab driver coming in and being like, hi, sorry, I drove her, she doesn't have money. But he didn't say sorry. I know. He was so mean. I would have appreciated or understood that. Agreed. He was just a lot. He's like, pay me. And he's, like, a New York through and through. Like, okay, I guess it's valid. But I was just like, wow, we are okay. So, Garrett went to kill the teacher. We catch him. He's holding the weapon. I didn't mean to. All I could think, when they're interrogating him, all I could think about was his hairy body on top of my sweet... I was like, what? I hated that one. My note says, hairy body, all caps, why? (laughs) Also, I don't assume on groomings, but that man looked very well groomed. And I don't believe that he has a very, no. very body. I bet he has a very nicely trimmed yeah, man- manscaped body. And I wish I'd never had to think about it. Yeah. But they put that in our heads. And now we're here. <laughs> you did this to us. And this, this is, is where, where we, we are, are now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, 
We're going to go to trial. Stone gets a visit from the drama teacher's fiance. That's right. Um, he was closeted. I called it. I oh, totally yeah. called it. I definitely, when they're in the school, and he was like, oh, you think it's me? Like, I didn't think you'd believe rumors. I wanted him to be like, I'm gay. Yeah. However, <laughs> yes. like, they're very much harping on the fact, like, oh, he couldn't have done this. And the but, like, he absolutely still could have. Yeah, I, th- I thought that, too. Well, like, the, that's not foolproof. It, that's not foolproof, but I do appreciate that his fiance is, like, he's never been with a woman. Right. Um, I think Stone should have rebuttaled with, she was not a woman, she was a girl. I know, I was waiting for that, too. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Stone, this episode, I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> Whoever wrote this, I believe, wrote a Barba episode and put Stone in it because... <laughs> There's my favorite line comes when um, Mac is testifying about loving uh, Garrett, and um, he says, uh, "She's like before she died, my mother told me to take care of him." And he says, "I doubt that's what she meant." I was like, "Barbara, yeah, that was a very oh, much right. Barbara yeah. line." And so to have the whole episode, I just replaced him with Barbara, and it's perfect. Yeah, I mean we're uh, we're fine with that. Yeah, it works perfectly well. That's how about we literally have that half in season 21. <laughs> anyway, um, so when um, Stone asks the fiancé if anyone can confirm the relationship, he says, uh, my whole family, all our friends, he was killed with a bowling trophy from an LGBT league. I thought that this was going to go with the hate crime route then. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh. Because he was killed with a trophy, like, obviously, like, right. I was like, oh my gosh, they knew that he was in this LGBT bowling league, like it was some hate crime thing, like they're ultra, you know, homophobic. That's where I thought it was going. Interesting. Yeah. I like that uh, that would have been interesting. Yeah. It's not at all where it went. So, um, Benson asked Mackenzie to explain how it happened. Where did it happen? The Whole Foods. Where were they at when they talked about that? I think the local Whole Foods. Foods. It it was not Whole Foods. How do you know? Because it said where it was. I don't know if you've watched the show, but every scene starts with a (laughs) title card telling you where and when we are. God, I wish it was Whole Foods. I couldn't understand why it wasn't a Whole Foods. I'm so mad. Like that's that's no matter what happens two episodes. That's what makes me angry. Is the fact that it wasn't a Whole Foods. I don't remember what it was, but I remember going. That doesn't say Whole Foods. Should. Thank you. Thank you so much. Where have you been? All right. So um, she asked her how it happens. She says, you're clueless. Then clue me in. Yeah. So good. They had that epic stare down, just like the Lily Reinhardt stare down. Yeah. A little what's, bit. What's the episode with the slam and pair of jeans that you love? Oh, babes. <laughs> that moment reminded me of that. And I'm like, Olivia Benson versus defensive teenage girls is like a trope throughout all the seasons. <laughs> Will you make a yes. compilation? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Oh Coming soon. Um, we'll tell you where that. soon. <laughs> um, all right. So um, if Garrett killed him because of your lie, is what Benson says. And then she says, it only matters if you knew I was lying, right? And then I love that she points, Benson points out to Stone, why would a 13-year-old know that? Fair question. Because he helps her read Romeo and Juliet. Oh, I'm sorry. That was earlier this season. Mm. (laughs) Also on my list of episodes that this is like. Um, So uh, anyway, Stone tries to get Mackenzie to take the stand. She can't testify. We have a twist that everyone saw coming, that she's his wife. We I didn't s- see it coming, to be fair, <laughs> but that's because I'm not that smart. I told you. I, love you. I didn't All see right. the wife thing coming. That was that was a twist, but definitely something. As soon as 
He was like, objection. I went, ah, they're married. Ooh, you're even better. You are really, really insightful. Thanks. Every episode. Like, I don't know how she keeps watching this and, like, enjoys it, because she knows every single time. (laughs) I love this show. I'll tell you, out of these two episodes, this one was definitely the better of the two. Um, I liked moments from each. My too many problems with Dearly Beloved. All right, let's keep going. (laughs) Um, So, the Missouri marriage license was from a year after the mom died. We find out that the junkie father signed it. We get this whole thing about the aunt, which was unnecessary. She was so nice, though. She was wonderful. Loved her. The middle school and the aunt, I'm like, what are these detours? It's almost as though there wasn't enough to put into the episode. (laughs) Um, So Stone challenges the validity of the dad's signature. We claim that he was bribed. I appreciate that try. Again, this felt very Barbara-esque. Um, Mackenzie testifies. I love him the way a wife loves her husband. Um, the marriage is valid. And then the other lawyer is like, oh, also you're not going to mention marriage in the trial. We're going to take that out. There's a twist. Here's where I loved it. So Benson suggests an alternative plan. And again, this felt like it reminded me this moment of um, when Barbara decided to go against those kids for conspiracy, the new Canaan kids versus the girl who was um, top sharked at the concert. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what this is, but that's concert. That's mm-hmm. concert. Great. Um, it's weird because I know sign language and I'm not doing it. So um, anyway, they're going to charge Mac. Garrett admits to killing him. We find out that um, the teacher knew he was my friend. You pro- he promised he wouldn't say anything. Um, and then Garrett says, my whole life I searched for love. What was I supposed to do? Wait till she was 18 would be a start. Anything right. else would be something <laughs> to do. Anything Seriously. Else. Read a book. No yeah, one says a hobby. <laughs> no one says you guys can't continue to, you're living together and you're happy. What is it with people rushing to get married? Anyway. This is like a, like a very extreme case. <laughs> very different. But Not still, the point. Principle stands. All right. Um... Then Benson talks to her about have, having kids. All right, so... Get this douche out of here. My favorite line. I have it written down. Sorry, we had to say Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, here are the episodes that this reminded me of, because it was almost exactly Deception from season four, episode two, which is Jonathan Bennett's episode, um, where his mom, stepmom, um, and him are get married after they kill the father. Um, it's a really great episode. You know what I'm talking about. So good. Almost exactly the same thing where he thinks that she killed the father and he thinks she he killed the father and then it was the third guy who gave her the baby. Really felt like that episode. It also reminded me of Taboo, season four, episode 14, which is where you have a father-daughter who keep getting pregnant and abandoning the babies on the street. Wait, yes. That was... That one's wild. Yeah. Um, I, we already said Clock, the one with Turner Syndrome. It definitely reminded me of Patrimonial Burden from Season 17, Episode 7, which is the yeah. Duggar episode. Yes! Where then the 13-year-old's 13 and pregnant. That's where they should have made the joke if you're going to talk about reality shows. <gasps> That's true. That's canon. They should have brought it up. It's canon. You're mm-hmm. so right. <laughs> that should have been... Anyway. Um, so where she marries the pastor guy, who's also their lawyer, who's... Anyway. Uh, and then... A story of more woe. We just did this. <laughs> We're the neighbor. Guys. Story of more woe, more woe was my favorite, I think. of. I mean, like, if we're comparing this one and that one. Oh, deception. Sorry. No, I, I'm not talking about all of them saying this one and that one. I like story of more woe better than oh, this than one. Oh, than this one? Yes. Interesting. Um, I think I, I called less in that one. But this one I really enjoyed. 
Any final thoughts on The Good Girl or uh, Dearly Beloved? Can I just say that it was interesting at the end how they wrapped it up? The rapist's motivation in the end was love Mm -hmm. for this girl. And I just thought that was a strange way to go. I mean, every time we have like a pedophilia case, not every time, but most times we have a pedophilia case, their motivation is love. Yeah, or their own version of... Right, right. Okay, yeah. They think that they're in love. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. They would sense. never hurt a child. They love them. Mm. I wanted to point out that I feel like Mackenzie, like, had a complete character shift halfway through this episode. Halfway, I think, at the end. I think just at, <laughs> at the, the end. At the I guess. she was like, he was my friend! But I was just like, <laughs> I guess that could be a thing that happens when all of this goes down. Like, I don't know. If you're in this situation, like, anything could really happen. But she's, like, so, like, in tune with everything. Like, during the conversation with Olivia, Olivia's like, he took something irreplaceable and she's like, my childhood? I'm like, how... Mackenzie's not the kind of person that's just gonna know what you're talking about. I I definitely expect the answer to that to be, what? Right. What did he take? I agree. I think... It's interesting. Both episodes end with Benson talking to a woman about being a mom. That's odd. Mm-hmm. And in the last line, I bet you're a good mom. At least you didn't die. Yes. Is that the bare minimum requirement? I was just like, stay alive. I, okay, <laughs> that's an excellent question. Stay alive. <laughs> just like that's an interesting place to end that. I I think both of these episodes could have been less maternal. Less maternal. I think. <laughs> I was thinking, like, workshopped or, or rewritten, you know. Harsher than what I said. Yes. Um, I think there were room, it was room to grow. It's like, what is the most recent Munchausen by Proxy episode? Did we figure out what that was called? No, we couldn't think of the title. Okay. The act on Hulu. No, but that one. So, um, that episode felt like somebody took Sick, which is a really great episode, the first time we hear about Munchausen by Proxy, and redid that one. These felt like they took other ones and went, let's just do it again. Right. We'll kind just of do a collage, so to yeah. speak. We'll yeah. just do these again. I did feel like an SVU collage. That's a good word yes. for it. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's great, and sometimes that's... Eh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, before we talk about your poll, I um, have... I guess I'm going to do the news rather than the SVU news. I don't know if you remember, sometimes we do... Sometimes we do real SVU news, which is where I bring real cases that are happening. And I really just had this cute... Cute's not the word. Um, I had an update about rapist Brock Turner, just as a reminder, that is his full title and should always be referred to as. Rapist Brock Turner was the one who raped the girl by the dumpster at Stanford. Um, And uh, so he, I guess I'll do it real quick. He um, appealed, this is oldish news, whatever. He appealed um, because he didn't want to be on the uh, registry and his people uh, suggested, his team suggested that he was... um, what he did was outer course and not intercourse. I don't think that's a thing. Um, but so the district uh, court of appeals said n- no because um, with, uh, while it's true that he did not expose himself, he was interrupted and that it's reasonable to infer from the evidence that had he not been stopped when he was on top of the unresponsive woman, he would have exposed himself and raped her. And therefore, he will stay on the registry. Good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really wonderful. But in SVU TV news, um, we made a request, I've made this request many times, um, that 
Rollins' first baby daddy, Lieutenant Declan Murphy, played by Donald Logue, uh, return, and we saw on Twitter this week, this week? Yeah, just a couple days ago. Um, that Lieutenant Declan Murphy, played by Donna Logue, will pop by next season. Amazing. Very excited to see that. Kim Rollins, where are you at? Just <laughs> kidding. I know everyone would hate me if I said that, so that's why I said it. Yeah, that was great. Um, so that is the news and the real SVU news. Um, tell us about the poll we're doing. Yes, um, I haven't tweeted it yet, but I will right after this so you can get on voting. We're going to do, um, since this last one was so similar to other ones, we're going to do your favorite of these four. Taboo, Patrimonial Burden, Story More Woe, and then this one. Good girl. You're not going to do Deception, you're going to do Taboo. Do you want me to do Deception instead? I'm so sorry. We're going to do Deception <laughs> instead. I just totally misspoke. I just like heard a voice saying to do Deception, so we're doing that one. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> This is how our relationship works. I bully her. Um, Amanda, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Iconic. I really love that we have someone who, like Taylor, knows as much about SVU as I do so that I can be like, this episode? And you can be like, yes. It feels great. Like, you guys are my people. Right? I was (laughs) just going to say that. I was like, this is a true elite squad. It is. Um, I love it. Where can everyone keep up with you? And I know you have something you want to tell people about. Yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter. My at name is These Other Stories with like all the vowels missing. It's T H S R T H R S T O R I E S. Oh, there's an oh, the stories is there. Yeah, that's the full word. Um, I just made a pilot episode of something self-produced, and it's my pen tweet on my Twitter, so if you have 40 minutes, and uh, I would really appreciate it if you watched it. Will SVU fans love it? It's very crimey, very dramatic, and dark, so it's it's right up the alley of the SVU fans. <laughs> I've seen it. It's amazing. Like, so good. If you like SVU, you will absolutely love it, I promise you. Gets my endorsement. Tell, tell her that you I sent you there because there's a whole little whole little squad here. Thank you so much. You there. guys can find me and the poll on Twitter at alphabet underscore Anne and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Case underscore. Thanks. Thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you guys so much. I had so much fun. Yay. Come back anytime. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. I don't know why I'm shouting. We'll be back on Sunday. Oh, shoot. Sunday. We're doing four episodes. Two episodes at 3 p.m. And then the last two episodes of season 20 at 6 p.m. Oh, I'm already tired thinking about it. It's going to be great. Yep. See you Sunday. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.